High FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. So, of course, we've been following all of the the uh, coup attempts in various parts of uh, of Africa, and uh, we wanted to get a little bit more of an understanding about this. Thousands protest in Niger to demand France's exit from the country. Thousands of people in Niger have protested near a French military base in the capital uh, to express their support for the military government and demand immediate withdrawal of French troops and diplomats from the West African country. We wanted to get a little bit more of an understanding about the rise. Is there a rise in coups attempts and uh, successful coups in Africa, or is it something that we are just more aware of? I also wanted to understand if this is something that we can expect to see in th- in the southern part of Africa, something we don't see as often. Tembisa Fakude is a senior researcher and a director at Afrosid. Tembisa, very good morning. How are you this Monday morning? Good morning. Thanks for having me. A great pleasure indeed. Right, so first of all, let's just get to some of the basics. Are we seeing more coups and more coup attempts in Africa, or are we just more aware of this going on at the moment? Well, in us, in West Africa in particular, we're seeing more and more coups happening. Uh, the last one that occurred was in Niger. Now we see what's happening in Gabon, and mm. it's all about rejecting uh, the outcomes of elections and people re- rejecting the governments that have been with them for the longest of times and has since or have since failed, those governments have since failed to deliver to the people. So we're seeing the rejection, but also it's a rejection um, against or uh, against the the French uh, intervention in those countries. So most of these uh, countries were former. Uh, French colonies and uh, French or the the French government uh, has to an extent maintained a certain sort of involvement and control in those countries and this is seen as a rejection of uh, of the French uh, continual involvement in those countries. So, so how extensive is this involvement? That that came as a bit of a surprise to me, even when I started reading these articles, that there's protests against French involvement and I thought, well, whoa, still? What, what 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 goes on that the French are still involved here? Well, in Niger, French still has about fifteen hundred uh, soldiers in there, and they refuse to um, to remove the the ambassador, notwithstanding that the junta led by uh, Abdurrahman Tiani has said that they want the ambassador to leave uh, the country. So. The reason why French has maintained this relationship is because of uh, its interest in Niger, for example, continues to extract the uranium, which is essential to its um, nuclear power plants back in France. We have had reports that for the first time the uh, the, the, the France is going to uh, encounter load shedding because uh, they don't have enough energy supplies. So, uh, and it's because of the disturbance of the flow of uranium, mainly from Niger. So that's why France is still involved in those countries. They've had uh, a number of uh, arrangements and contracts uh, before the uh, end of colonialism, and those continue till today. Uh, they've got some arrangement, pre-colonial arrangement with those countries, which continue to suffocate those countries economically. Uh, there are stories, for example, of France uh, holding some of the municipal plans, for example, 
and the town plans of certain cities. And uh, every time there is a need to fix a sim- something as simple as a pipe best, they have to go to Paris to get those plans to be to, to be able to know precisely where to excavate. So those are the kind of things that continue to be disturbing, uh, particularly in West Africa. But now why would that lead to a coup because you've still got elections taking place. People are choosing, well, um, I'm assuming that there's been some form of democratic process. Uh, Then surely you just hold your government to account. You don't overthrow the government. Uh, It seems to me to be a little bit of a uh, a red herring, unless I'm understanding it incorrectly. Well, there are coups because people have got no other avenues. These governments are supported by strong countries such as France, and uh, they rig the elections like it happened in Zimbabwe, and people have got no other alternatives but to um, to to uh, go to the army and uh, insist on the army to topple the government. Uh, whereas in other democratic countries, what you'll see, you'll see the army, for example, saying they're not going to participate, no... They're going to suspend their services and leave the barracks. Uh, that's another democratic way of dealing with things, as it was the case over the past couple of weeks in Israel. Mm. But uh, in uh, these countries, what you have, you have the um, armies getting involved and uh, removing these uh, dictators by force because, unfortunately, one, the democracy is not that established, but at the same time, these dictators are supported, at least in West Africa, by France. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely unbelievable. We don't, we're not seeing too many of much of this. We've certainly got our own issues to, uh, in Southern Africa, but coups don't seem to be one of them. Why do you think that is? It's a maturing of democracy in Southern part of Africa, and there is a will, uh, at least within the SADC, that you condemn uh, strongly uh, those that. Um, Engage in coup one. The other thing is, uh, uh, economically, we're we're a bit far much worse, better off than those countries in the northern part, uh, particularly northwest part of Africa. So that's why you don't see a lot of coups. But our democracy has matured in southern Africa, particularly South Africa. South Africa continues to dictate mm. the political trajectory of these other countries, and um, whether we. You know, we are happy or not happy with the ANC government, but our democracy is matured. We've got systems in place. All the pillars of a democratic system are in existence in this country. And as a result, um, we have a, a very independent judicial system. People have got recourse and we are allowed to protest. Mm. And there's a free media, etc. So all of those kind of things ensure that people at least have got avenues through which they can express that disrespect. And our elections yeah. are often free and fair. And I think what it does is it just releases just a little bit of that pressure from the pressure cooker. So if you have a way to protest in terms of, well, you can protest, you have got a voice, we've got a voice, we can say whatever we want to say pretty much um, in terms of freedom of expression, I guess that does help. It's not really the same in a place like Zimbabwe, however, where there isn't that same freedom and there there also hasn't been um, a coup uh, or, or even a coup attempt really. Well, I guess there was at at some point, but uh, it doesn't seem to be uh, part of the fabric of that society. No, it's not. But I think what also helps us is uh, we've got a very credible, respected electoral 
body or an organization that right, that uh, controls and and manages elections in this country. And uh, we've since, by the way, uh, exporting our services to other countries. And Zimbabwe is a different case. I mean, Zimbabwe has been um, has been bankrupt uh, in so many ways by the government in there, and uh, the continual uh, you know arrest and harassment of those who seek to bring change in Zimbabwe also has, to an extent spread intimidation and people are just simply scared now we've got something called the patriotic bill mm-hmm. which uh, discourages anyone who wants anyone who wants to who criticizes the government no want to protest against the government so it's 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 a sad situation in zimbabwe and one hopes of course that Sarafik will stop being a foot soldier of zimbabwe and a lobbyist going around the world uh, calling upon organization and countries to drop sanctions against Zimbabwe, they just simply don't deserve it. President Mangaba as a dictator continues to oppress his own people and we shouldn't be foot soldiers of uh, of dictatorships and, and, and that's what we've been doing. President Cyril Maposa confidently told us yesterday that he was going to be attending the inauguration of uh, MSN Mangaba. Again, you know, an embarrassing move uh, from someone who who goes around talking about uh, democratic principles and justice. There's simply no justice. The two reports that we issued on Zimbabwe, SEDC report and European report, states very clearly that the elections were, fell very, very short of a democratic um, election or meeting democratic principles. But there we are. Our president is going to attend that uh, inauguration. Absolutely fascinating. That's where we leave it. It is a 7 o'clock. Chambisa Fukuda, Senior Researcher and Director of Africa, talking to us about the rise of coups in Africa and uh, whether we can expect it to see this spreading to uh, other countries in Southern Africa. Well, it certainly doesn't seem so.